in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. Am I right? Or your left, Andrew Witt. What up, y'all? What up, buddy? We are back in the cozy corner. A little C-squared action coming at you. (laughs) C-squared. Yeah, it's just my comfy... We really want to get rid of this couch. I'm not going to lie. Not so comfy anymore. You know what, dude? This couch Mm -hmm. will forever be goaded. Just like the couch at my parents' place back in the day that Mm -hmm. you said it was the tomorrow couch. which, Which... by the way, probably one of the greatest all-time sayings that I've ever heard come out of anyone's mouth is just the tomorrow <laughs> couch, and that was a very new concept to me. I was yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean by that? And you're like, well, anytime you sit in it, everything just gets pushed back to tomorrow, and you're fine pushing that bitch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, you sit down on that couch, and it's, it's a tomorrow problem. So this couch for me, when mm-hmm. I was coaching in those summer camps and those beach camps, mm-hmm. you were still rocking that six to three job working at first american in the uh new york times yeah. zone, right and i'd come back home to your place second home honestly and uh, i would take the greatest naps there while you just like wrap up like two hours of work and then we'd go play 18 that was just like all time dude that was truly the second coming of our golf obsession yeah, for sure we played all the time and it was like 33 bucks with a cart to go get out before covid it was just unbelievable right we were, just, then, we were living it up that was like right when COVID was starting, like the rumors were starting, kind of. Or was yeah. it just like a it was a little bit before because that was like March, so it was like the prior year that we were doing that kind of right. stuff. Right? Why were you were you coaching locally? I was coaching an LB. Okay, but I was also I believe at the time I was living at Katie's family's place. You were, yeah, Katie's parents' house. So you coach from LB, you come back, right? And exactly. We, right there, we go. And so this couch, mm-hmm. when you say that you're going to get rid of it, I'm like, oh, I've just got the fondest memories of taking the greatest naps on this. On this, uh, Yeah, when it was good. Couch. But I feel like I would love to know the death tolls of couches since COVID. Like when couches were good. Significantly spiked. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then <laughs> they spiked up. People are just rolling through couches right. and they're putting in double, triple shifts on, the, oh, on those I mean, things. There's like just wood. You know, like when your couch is like not that great and you can sit down and you can feel the wood on it now? Well, okay. Also, why are couches, why do they have such a short lifespan? Yeah. I feel like my like old couches my mom used to have would last for like forever. But now it's like couches die within like. Living two spaces years, are three just, years. is just a monopoly, and they're coming to get us. Yeah, and I just <laughs> charging I, an arm and a leg, <laughs> and these things work for maybe three years. And you and have to, like, and you have to spend good money to get a good couch. Exactly, I can't get a good couch for like five hundred, six hundred dollars. No, and then and you don't even enjoy those couches either. Yeah, I, I did. We'll have to say the one that we threw a little bit of chunk of change at this past time. Great. It's a great couch. Great, love it, and it was fan. We got a great deal on it. But like, but, you know, but it's still it's like you got to spend five grand for like leather and like the recliner and like, yeah, you want the lazy boy. But it's like, damn, son, I got to pull out like a, lo- a loan for this thing. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to mess and I want to put money on a couch couch next time from like, I don't know, from wherever. 
And obviously, I'm like nervous about it. You know what? I have a theory that actually okay. the big couch companies put COVID together to destroy <laughs> couches because they were losing sales. That's why they're making them so shitty as well. Yeah. So you just run. That's why the, the theory is it's like people don't make anything to last anymore because like then you have to buy it again. Yeah, it's true. Like people would have fridges for like 30 plus years. My grandma still has the same fridge. <laughs> It's, but let me tell you, the cokes that come out of that fridge are just all time. Your mom has one of those fridges too. That's only for drinks, and their beers right. are always at the perfect. That temperature. used to be our old. Uh, oh yeah. fridge in the garage. Fantastic. Mm. But if you're Tom, you're asking me if we're gonna get like a remodeling of like the kitchen, or we're getting like a really bomb couch for six, seven grand. It depends on how rough the kitchen is, but I heavily lean towards the couch at that point. Yeah. Like it's a couch, you spend so much time on it. Weekends, week we eat on it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fully functioning. You gotta you spend so much of your time there. It's almost like the bed. Like you're not skimping on the bed ever. You try not to. Not skipping on sheets. And like no. a couch is one of those other like such a necessity. You need to have it. Have to have a good one. Yeah. You know what? Also, are like couches that go bad super fast. Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Why? You, you have just been plagued with some dent, dental issues. I don't know. It's my English heritage shining through. My <laughs> my fucking chiclets in my mouth can't can't stay in there, baby. I don't know what <laughs> we're trying to do here. I went in today to get my crown, my permanent crown this time. Right, because you had the temp, and then you had like that cavity thing that right. fell out, and you had the sensitivity going on. And right. Then now you so the finally, like the nerve sensitivity is gone. Thank kay. God. Perfect. So that means no root canal. Amazing. Right. But I, think the, you, I think you might have just willed that thing away. I think I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I told my brain like it's not happening, so figure it out, and it kind of yeah. just did what I wanted to do. I'm like, I'm not going through surgery for a nerve. On my mouth. And not to get drilled in while you're, like, sitting there wide awake. Like, oh, God. I got a tip today from, you know, a source. I wouldn't say it's super reliable. I have to do some more research on the back end of it. Was it Instagram? No. <laughs> um, he said you should just yank the tooth out. Because at some point, if you have a root canal young enough, the tooth will go bad and black. Because it's just dead. And they'll have yeah. to yank it out and replace it anyways. Right. So the, the theory is you just get it yanked out and just get a uh, temp put in or whatever. Mm. You just get it you just get it over with and done with right then and there. Yeah. So we're you know, I'm in the dentist office and she's trying to take my temp out and they're like, Hey, you gotta be careful with the temp. There's semi permanent concrete in it, but you can't chew like sticky stuff, whatever. I'm like, Okay, whatever, whatever. There's concrete in my mouth, how temp can it be? Girl just like reaches in with her fingers and like pulls my tooth out basically. Whoa. So I'm like, okay, that was really temp. That wasn't like, there wasn't any sort of like resistance on this sure. tooth. And, uh, and then she drops it, and I almost swallow the tooth for the second time. So I got to like, regurgitate this tooth <laughs> with my tongue like I'm, like I'm doing a shitty seal act. I pull out this tooth with my tongue, and then, you know, then she puts the permanent one on, and she's like, you know, you're going to have cold sensitivity. It's going to be hot sensitivity. We can numb you up, but it's going to be X amount more. We can just fight through it. And, of course, what do I say? Fight fight through it, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to spend more money on this tooth. So I sit there. He's, she's got to put, like, a cold compress on it and, like, a cold. 
This is like my. You didn't numb it for like a crown and like all the drilling and stuff like that. No, no, no. There's no more drilling. The tooth story a nub. Okay. So what they're doing is now like just have a permanent gluing it on there. Right. They're gluing it on there, but the glue is cold. Everything's cold that they're using. They're using cold water. The wind's cold because now I have a nub in my mouth. It's like a little shitty nub tooth with like no enamel. Probably so 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 painful. Like breathing it in like hurts, but. I don't want to pay more money for like a four hundred dollar numbing shot or whatever it's gonna oh. be. So I just bite my teeth, literally through it. It wasn't too bad actually. It just sounds I, tooth pain is one of those terrible, terrible things. It's all nerve. It's all nerve, and it's all so sensitive. And you're like, why? I don't know what it is about. It's like it's just in there. Like right, you know, it's like in your Ooh. personal space. Yeah, it's right up in there. <laughs> yeah, hands are going in. Drills are going in. Like it's just like you have to hold your mouth. Open drill the down whole on time. my foot all you want. I can't see that down right. there. It doesn't feel like that's a part of me as part as much as like my mouth. Right like here. that's yeah. And the tools never sound pleasant either. They're always like right, <laughs> just like as just harsh as they can just be. Humming along. And I just don't understand why I can regrow. If I lose all the skin on my kneecap, I can regrow skin on my kneecap. If I break an arm, for the most part, if it's a common break, that bone will reheal with a cast. Yeah. And it'll be even stronger than it was before. Not for the teeth, by the way. Why can't the teeth figure it out? Either be insanely strong so you don't break. Yeah. Or give me more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point because, dude, I chipped my tooth. I mean, I, this is terrible. No one should be biting their fingernails, but I have a terrible habit of it. Mm-hmm. And I br- literally broke my tooth in half just biting my nails. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I'm only whatever, X amount of age. I think I was like 27 at the time. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking 27. These teeth got to make it <laughs> to a, for at least another 30 years, maybe 40 right. years. <laughs> you just you don't, you know, people are like, take care of your teeth. And you're like, why take care of my teeth so I don't get more cavities? No one says take care of your teeth because those like little chickens will start snapping yeah. at the age of 28. They're, and, they're, and they're gone. They're just, they're one-offs. Right. And then you got to like get fake crowns put in. And you know what makes me feel shittier is when they make the crown and it's not white and it's like dingy yellow because yeah. your teeth are dingy yellow. And like, yeah, that one's too white. You got to take that out, throw a shittier looking tooth in there, too. Mm. Just going to the dentist is not fun. No, at all. it's not. It's not. I, it's I not mean, involved. it's just the older you get, the less fun the dentist becomes. I was just also ranting about the dentist a, lot, a few pods ago because I had a similar situation. I had a cavity so big, we had to do like the temporary onlay, then the permanent one, then I had to go back in because it crumbled. It's just like, this is such a big pain in the ass and it's expensive. <laughs> Thank goodness the shots are covered because I don't know how you champ it through that, dude. It well, is yeah. so painful. Like, the drilling <laughs> yeah. is awful. There was no drilling. It was just cold compress I mean, and I, stuff. Like, I, I've gone through it. I had to, I had to like, stop them. Like, whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm feeling everything and you're I, doing. <laughs> i like, hold on a second. How much more drilling do we got? They're like, it, we're, we're close. I'm like, okay, well, is it three seconds of drilling or is it another minute? Because I cannot do another minute of this. Right. So I eventually I just had to like stop that yeah, entirely. Much, like, dude. Even if it was like 15 seconds, I'm like, I'm already, I'm sweating. Like, is you, are you okay? I'm like, dude, there's perspiration coming out of my pores. Like, my whole no, face is red. Okay. Like, no, I'm in so much pain. Right. Like, how are you not getting that every time you move to my tooth? I want to like oh, move away. <laughs> How do you not catch that? I'm not good. <laughs> right. Also, right. numb me up. Yeah, if you're going to numb me up, numb me up. Right. <laughs> like Get three, four shots in that thing. Like, 
good until like four o'clock. I want my start feeling my cheek again. I, I'm, I'm. They're like, oh, you don't. You probably shouldn't eat for like another hour. I'm like, dude, great, fine. I just don't want to feel any of that shit. If you're gonna right. do it, let's let's go all the way. Right. Don't. I want. I want to watch. Like, do you have a TV on the ceiling at your dentist? I want to see half my face droop. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> look at my face. I want to look like I'm like a bulldog. <laughs> You know, what I mean? <laughs> just drool coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't want to feel none of it, dude. Um, but you know, also what I want to forget is some of my golf rounds we had this weekend. Just yeah, the way dude. I was playing on mainly putting, but we did all play some all-time golf this weekend. I will say, and this is, I think it's more of a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And we were both saying this: the coolest golf course we've played we've so played. far. It, We'll give you guys a little bit of a snippet, and if you ca- didn't catch the last little bit of the episode, go watch it. Go listen to it. Yep. Shout like, out, and, but comment. shout out Lucas Lamont because he is a member there, and he took us on to Trump National out in Palos Verdes, and boy, oh boy, was it a treat to go play Yeah, it was all time, thanks to Lucas. Really just awesome that he hooked us up there to go play with him. It was fun just, you know, going out with a fellow Hawk back in the day, playing a little like a little bit of like a, you know, pass V-ball teammate, you know. Yeah, like it was awesome back to see him. Bringing back some of those memories. Busting out some, you know, some old like stories we had to going around together. Yeah, it was really refreshing when he just went right up to you and said, what up, toodles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, wow, that's uh, bringing me back. And, you know, I'll not what I go by really anymore, but I'm sure this will bring it back, which will be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was like an old high school nickname that just kind of caught fire. It was, it was Vicky that really yeah. brought it, that br- really brought it. To it was like here. my baby name, and I was in the car with a couple other buddies from volleyball, and we were talking about something, and I was making a couple jokes, and they were laughing. And I thought, oh, that, w- that was me. My mom's driving us. I got making them laugh, and I'm like, "What? I didn't say that was that funny. Like, why are you guys laughing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're laughing at your mom calling you toodles." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, like I didn't even like think, think of it. Like, think of like what what like why she said that. I think she felt bad almost in the moment, but it just kind of stuck." Like junior year high school, it was like a volleyball chant. It's not even really like a name, but it just kind of looks like it just fits for you, right? And I it just <laughs> it just worked. I don't know what it was. It just the stuck. personality really just it really bolsters it in. Yeah, and it was fine. <laughs> you know, like if you knew me in high school as that, like that's fine. Like you get it, you get the pass. Like, but if you did, if you weren't around for it. And you weren't there for that. You can't time start, you, can't you can't start popping off toodles anymore. No. no. <laughs> it comes fine with Lucas, because Lucas was I mean, he was the guy doing the chants yeah. with the other <laughs> yeah. like freshmen in the stands, like <laughs> Toodle time before I served, Hawk announcements over high school, Toodles was being mentioned. I had uh, a teacher call my role attendance this, as Toodles. This nickname took over Laguna Hills Volleyball and I, some of the school. I mean, yeah. I mean, anyone who basically knew me in sports besides, like... You became a different person when you were getting called Toodles in sports. Yeah, I in mean, volleyball. I really... In volleyball. Not in, not in basketball. No. You can't be rocking Toodles at basketball. No, volleyball, <laughs> though. No problem. Yeah. Well, also, volleyball in our high school is just so bad. It was just it was, so, it was a so little, bad. A little bit of a joke. Was, um, those are rough times. We can move past we can, that. We can curb that. But yeah. like, it just 
what was so like why take that so seriously basketball was so so much back then you know i don't know if i've back then like junior senior year i I loved basketball but i don't know if i loved basketball it was a labor of love isn't it yeah like looking back at it now i think i was like yeah i don't know if i ever really like you know, at that time, I probably wasn't playing very much. My junior year, I was, like, coming off the bench. I was, like, sixth or seventh man, which was fine. I was playing Oh, at least. so you're talking, like, junior, senior year. Senior year was just, like, man, I don't know if I even enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, se- senior summer, like, reignite the love for me. For the last time with high school, I, like, Lugan Hill sports, besides wrestling and football, I guess now, figure it out. You guys suck. Um, <laughs> like, you have awful coaches. You can never hire. We have great... We the, have great. The, the money is also the issue. Right, money is like such a big issue. It's it's tough because you can't hire any outside coaches because no one wants to do it because it's just so. We had we had coaches that were good. We had Brian Mallon who wanted to coach. Yeah, that's true. Didn't get the job. Sergeant who was now like running a very big travel basketball organization in Orange County. Maybe we just bitch too much. That too. <laughs> Like the parents because we were we were also bitching about Sergeant and he was coaching. I love Sergeant. I I know, but there are people that hated him. Really? I thought so. I thought he was not universally loved. Really? I thought Sergeant. Yeah, I mean that's true. Like when we have coaches, we just like blew them out of there. I mean, everyone else, like you know, you're not gonna like. Everyone's not gonna love a coach because it's Mm -hmm. tough with playing times and all that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, I don't know. Timmy had like four, like th- like two or three varsity coaches in his like time span. Yeah, that's tough because you're just recycling through. You just need someone that's going to get paid a decent chunk of money right. that can play there or sorry, that can coach for 10 years. You just need someone who wants to coach basketball and you can give him extra money becoming a PE teacher. Yeah. Or a history teacher. Like that's, and they just stay there forever because now they're tenured, they're making decent money, and they get to coach basketball. But, anyways, back to what we really care about was that Rancho Palos Verdes round at Trump National, which, like we said, blew us away. Um, My favorite course I've played, there's very few experiences in golf courses I've had where I'm like through a certain amount of holes and I'm already getting bummed. Round like hole eleven, it's kind of on you really were good even courses. Saying like earlier, you were like hole five. You're like, right. wow, this is going by too fast. Right, like around hole five, I didn't. Re- I it was already going too fast for me mm-hmm. because if it's on the water, the only hole that you don't see the water while you're playing is number one. And if you just do a one eighty on the tee box, you're looking at the ocean. Right, it's on. It's on the ocean. I thought the layout. Was probably the most genius thing. Give it, a, give our little shout out here to Pete Dye. Classic just, Pete Dye, just, do, just doing it again. But the whole time, though, the way that's laid out is that you hole one goes away from the water, mm-hmm. and it's like four hundred up the hill, and then they have like four rows of holes, and they descend down the hill, and they just lay two by two, and then they flip around, and then they just end up going like back and forth that way. And so you go out, and then the whole time you're coming, like, into the water, and then, like, on the back nine, you kind of play, like, along the coast more. But the whole time, you always have a view of the water. The water's always on your right or your left, every single hole. Yeah, and it, and it was obviously, so Pete Dye, super tough, which, if you have a home 
golf course, you're going to be a member somewhere at that price point. To me, I want a golf course that's extremely difficult with a lot of yards that when I go play it, it's tough. It's, and it and can't be like an easy time. track every time. Like uh, Dove Canyon's a great, a great example of this. But yeah, like, so there's a few courses that I would say, like, by around hole four, I started feeling that way. Um, we played Masters. We played, like, first in, closest little, to. Little, little bingo, bango, bongo. Yeah, played a little bit of the drums. <laughs> um, and it was just great. Like, the interior to me, like, awesome, super fun. Not like, I would say, my typical, what I would look for, for, like, interior of a clubhouse but like the clubhouse items all time the ball markers everything there was great the staff was awesome the carts were great um the drinks were flowing nicely yeah they had some great transfusions out on the course i did have a solid breakfast burrito as well like the kitchen was pretty solid right i think the only only thing for me was like the interior of the club if i'm being nitpicky of the clubhouse was like and I think a lot of it has to do with maybe the space that they had there because they built it like in a tight quarters and on the water. So there's yeah. not a lot that's going on there. So the uh, I I feel you. Everything feel for me a little crammed. Mm-hmm. Didn't really feel like it was trying to be more, but it wasn't. So it should have just been simpler to me. I thought, but it was still trying to be prestigious. So I'm I'm with you there. Right. Maybe it's just because I you know I'm. You uh, also have the Las Vegas Country Club. Pulling like a, like you know in the back of your head, right? That's like I have like three, like Trump's a public, but it's like public private because it's so priced out that you're not getting a lot of people to play it. Um, Las Vegas Country Club and Dove Canyon, like I, I mean, to be honest, the interior was like great. Still, mm-hmm. like I'm very nitpicky about what maybe things I didn't fully enjoy about it, but. Dude, even the driving range was unbelievable. On the water, all like grass, mats, driver, balls, they walking had a, up. They had a staff member working the golf balls, like dishing out golf balls. Yeah, and all he did was like, you you remember, here's a large, you're not a member, here's a small. That was it. That's It was his whole job. Right. And just, there's people walking the course. It's beautiful. The drive up to it from Orange County was awesome. It was just a really, really great experience. If you haven't played it, I... I definitely think it's worth the $400, especially if you go yeah, catch on it like, on off time and off yeah, price off time and you go twilight, but you're still able to get an 18, mm-hmm. excuse me, you're still able to get an 18 and let's say it's, you know, 250 or 300. I don't know what prices are like, you know, for the twilight rates, but I would 100% say that's worth it. If you got that cash and you're looking to get a very memorable round in. Yeah. If you don't want to go up to Pebble Beach to play on the ocean, Pebble Beach is ridiculous. Ridiculously expensive as well. I well, I don't know if there's many courses that are going to give you those type. Like even like Pelican Hills, I hear like the North Course is on the water, but it's not the whole time. Yeah, the South Course you don't get a view of the water the whole time. I Monarch is very similar in that way. There's water and views, houses that are gorgeous. We saw like old school planes flying overhead that were doing like aerial yeah. tricks. Yeah, it was insane. Halfway dude. through our round. Um, but a little bit of the play was your boy had a good six, seven-hole stretch there where I was really, playing pretty well. Really, really solid, dude. Really solid goal. Which was really exciting. I had you know, I had two birdies that round. Well, you, d- you did actually win three Masters in a row. I did. 
so popped you, on you, a lot of holes there, as as one could guess. Um, yeah, but at the same time, though, you still got to hit your golf shots, and like, there's plenty of areas to lose golf balls to to fuck up all over the place. Yeah, I was doing my classic like two sixty cut. I was finding fairways, and then I was just picking right clubs, double clubbing up. Someone gave us a good tip there. They have a huge American flag. If it was at all wavering, like pretty like moving, but not like at 90 degrees, it's a club. And if it's pretty much 90 degrees, it's two. Mm-hmm. And we just played off of that the whole time. Yeah, it was a good little tip. And it really, really did help. Um, you know, greens were ridiculous. They were punched. But if they weren't punched, we could see how fast they were. I mean, rolling off of everything. Extremely undulating as well. And there's like different tiers. And there's like the way he makes it like shape and move. That Like when you look at a Pete Dye ball from behind, you think you have a read. And you step up next to that ball and the read goes away. And you're not a good enough golfer to know which one the right one is. I'm, I was lost constantly on the Constantly golf lost. Do you remember how many three putts I had? You said like five. I think, it was I think five three putts, dude. And it was like I would miss a putt. I would like hit a good approach shot to thirty-five feet. Very, very good. I'm not going to complain about that whatsoever. No. But then I would hit that thirty-five foot putt, and I would leave it eight feet away, and I would misread it and misjudge the pace. But like, it's more about just the misread. Right. Like I would, I would hit it. Let's say five feet right, because I thought it was going to be a big swinger, and it just stayed out there. Never ever came back because yeah. I've never had the ocean actually play into that much of a factor before. Like, yes, like, you know, when everything breaks towards the canyon. OK, yeah, it does. But it's not I didn't feel it as much as I did with the whole ocean situation. I've never like. Yeah. Like, seen you it just as need to like if you're putting like a straight putt and it's like there's no way this isn't straight. Everyone's saying it's straight and you putt it. It would shade to the left if you're putting it towards the ocean. And, like, there was a couple times where I was putting it. I'm like, that shouldn't have gone left. And then I go over it and I refeel it. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of goes left. But, like, there's no way I would have, like, I mean, I it, felt it. I looked at it and there was nothing there. But that's just, you know, classic Pete Dye. It was a Pete Dye and the ocean just really, really was was messing with me. Is that, Like, the three-putting was, was brutal. Like, it, it's so demoralizing. I had to look at for Eagle from, like, 15 feet, dude, and I walked out of there with par. You know? Yeah. That was devastating. It yeah. was, like, hole two. I had, a, I had an Eagle <laughs> look for, down. like, 10 feet, I think. Yeah, you had another crate, and it was, like, up the hill. You tapped yeah. in for bird. Tapped in for bird. But he hit driver hybrid. You'd, like, knock this thing, like, 210 or something like that right to the front. It was yeah. beautiful. I mean, I was playing some good golf, and of course, the wheels always come off the bus at some point for your boy. A little bit. That's why the swing change is going to be happening. Catch your boy, swing change 2023. Tommy Swain is going to become a powerball hitter again. Dude, I've, I feel like this is the best thing for your game because you've done everything that you possibly can for your game that doesn't involve a swing change. And it's time. But anyways, yeah. that's going to be touched on later. Um, you played some, you know, at the beginning you were struggling a bit, you know, we both were, and then you really just started to turn on a bit. There. A little bit, a little bit at the end. Yeah. You gave me a little bit of a tip, um, on my ball position and I feel like I need to really be very, very conscious of this. And one, I'm hoping that maybe I can make a little bit of a swing change. So my ball position is 
like let's say a half a ball or like three quarters of a ball off mm-hmm. from where like it I feel like it is, then maybe this new swing feel will like potentially just kind of ride it out because I have a tendency to get very flippy with my hands. So if my ball position isn't perfect, then I either hit big blocks or big hooks with my irons, which is really unfortunate, and that's why I lose golf balls. But I do need to actually just help myself out a little bit, orient the ball in the same position for every single club, and I'll have a mm-hmm. better chance of success because you were telling me, like, my driver was, like, in the middle of my stance, and I'm like, dude, there's no way. But, like, you know, when I put it on my big toe... It of feel, your left foot. On my left foot, yeah, it feels like it's it's out there. So maybe I am, like, you know, in the middle of my stance more. I just got to be more cognizant of it. Um, and especially with the long irons, I made a slight adjustment just moving it like a ball more forward. I just like ripped a four iron like 220 into the wind, like through the back of the green. Right. And I think, you know, for people who are new to golf, too, and like the more you get into golf and the deeper you dive, the more things you realize like you haven't even thought about how important they are. Like right now, it's like ball position. Like all like if you don't know where the ball position is, your like where you're standing at, it's a huge deal. If you watch the tour players, drivers almost big toe or even farther than that, and your and yeah. the way you lean your shoulders and how high you tee it, the game just gets so so much knowledge that needs to be passed on to people that it's like too too much to bite down on. It's also um, a lot. Even when you do know the game, I find myself kind of chasing you know, the circle a little bit of like, okay, I need to practice on this. I need to practice on this. And then I end up just doing a big circle all the mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, okay, now I got to re... Then I find myself, you know, going back and touching on my grip again. I'm touching on my ball position again because I've been doing so much of other things. It's just, it's con- you're constantly trying to chase, you know, this good feeling, uncomfortable feeling, and it working feeling. Yeah, and it's just because it, even pros don't... They have to go back and check setup and check, you know, three foot takeaways at times. Right. And a like, oh, I don't like the way this feels when I'm in this position. Well, the only reason why that's going to be changed is if you do X swing change. And it's just this game you keep chasing. And that's why golf is beautiful. But at the same time, just like it's maddening at times. Like I just I'm never, you know, going to be in a place where it feels great. It might feel great for a round. It might feel great for a half a day. Yeah, it might feel great for even a weekend. Because this weekend, uh, coming off of the bachelor party weekend, mm-hmm. I felt like I figured out my golf game, and I was gonna just shoot nothing but eighty-one and like to seventy-seven from here on out. And then I step up there to Trump National, and I card a ninety. Given it's a tough conditions and a tougher golf course, windy, windy. You know, it's like longish, really tough greens. You know, like yeah, I narrow, get, narrow, I, narrow, narrow, narrow. I get that. But at the same time, I, I just felt like I didn't have anything out there. I couldn't really strike anything. I was really, like, misreading everything. And I just really didn't have it. So it's just really frustrating. And, you know, I just got to when you go to big rounds, away. Yeah, when you go to big rounds like that and you don't have it, it's one of the most frustrating things in golf. Um, Thank God you got those 18 holes of just ocean view, though, because... Yeah, everything's shake, fine after that. <laughs> that. I shook it off. No problem. Yeah, we played some, some great, you know, Lucas and Hayden. They were great guys. and It was just an all-time round. It's the number one on my list, on my top five. Um, I have a pretty... The top five is becoming pretty elite um, from what we've played. I'm really excited to just keep adding to this list. Um, it's also another fun part of it, but, you know fun part about it if you're just uh not playing great golf like you know 
Just at the same time, just who cares? You don't you don't play enough. Yeah, we we don't play enough to try to we like, don't practice enough. Right. We're not getting paid to do it. We're paying to do it. Like try, you know, you, you do really, you do a really good job of like trying to enjoy when you're not playing well, and I do too. And I think it can go away from you. We're all human. Like if you're playing really shitty and you're paying a bunch of money to go do it, and it's something you've been looking forward to, it's hard not to be bummed. Um, totally. But you know, try to be human about it and understand you're with your buddies, and just have another cocktail, and you'll be fine. It's also a, a, I feel like a lot of it is you, you got to manage your expectations on the golf course. It's huge. You have to like I know we've touched on it before, but again, especially if you're not playing well, like it's factoring in all of those things where you don't practice that much. And like, yeah, I'm a 22 handicap golfer. Like, I can't be upset if I triple bogey like two or three, four holes. That's what you're gonna do. Like that's that's who you are. Like sorry, like you know I'm a whatever. Let's call me an eight. If I double two holes, that's not uncommon for me. Double three or four holes, that's not uncommon for me. I can double like two aside. Yeah, like right now I'm at fourteen. <laughs> that's like my game. Um, so I think a lot of it is managing your expectations and like it's and also we have i was just having this thought as well like you're not always going to have your a game whatever your a game is you're not yeah. you're not always going to have it just like you have a bad shooting day in basketball just like you know a pitcher in the MLB can't find the strike zone for whatever reason it's just like it just doesn't Something have just it. doesn't click something's not working for you that day and like it happens like you got to manage through that a little bit that's the beauty of golf is that like maybe if your driver isn't working you know you can just like try to like change it up a little bit maybe take a hybrid take driver bash it down there but then just be okay just working the ball and trying to recover from there right because there's always some part of your game that's working right there's always something in golf there's it, parts of it like great about pitching you know if you don't have the stuff you can't pitch basketball if you can't shoot the basketball kind of gonna get yanked off the court mm-hmm. golf if like a club's not working you just be like yeah i'm yeah. just not touching the driver today. there's all i, I used it when i was coaching as well so sometimes you'd have a bad hitting game sometimes you're physically like you know maybe you're not feeling well in your legs or you're just having a really hard time tracking the volleyball passing like if you're having a problem in any of those areas just elevate your other your other areas that you're doing better and just cover up that thing just <laughs> basically just brush, brush it, it the aside sand. right yeah like if you can't drive the ball but you're putting the lights out be like okay i'm just gonna give myself a shot at putting right now by just getting every mid iron to the green doesn't matter where i'm out in the green just 40 feet just get me to 40 feet and i'm gonna two putt this thing home and like you know just try to elevate like you said elevate. it's a great point elevate the parts of your game that you are playing well in mm-hmm. and um, then play your miss yeah I started doing that. I started playing my miss. Yeah, because we also played this Sunday at Miles Square for a individual uh, skins yeah. match, which yeah. is, you know, just us versus the rest of the field. Classic stroke play event. Skins are, if you win a hole, the low score in the tournament, um, you get money from it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good little way to cash out for us some little extra dough for the week. Yeah, it is nice. And I do want to touch on a little bit. Um, I was having a hard time getting into the round at Miles Square. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it, it was probably because I started off double-double. Probably. Yeah. 
Um, but I th- think also maybe it was because of Trump National was just unbelievable the day before. Yeah, kind of like dampered. I had, a, I had a little bit, like, you know, I eventually flipped the switch. I'm like, okay, let's get it going here. Like, it was like by whole seven or eight, I started, like, turning it around a little bit. I just like it, you know, I, I have to remind myself, you know, also, you've been playing, we've been playing a, f- a lot of golf. We have. We like, have. we played all weekend last weekend. We played two weekends ago, your bachelor party weekend. We've played all weekend this past weekend. We're playing golf next week. Like, it's just a lot of golf this weekend for a long time and multiple days in a row. Yeah. Great problem to have, but at some point, you know, you got you get a little like, okay, I'm playing golf, but, you know, I'm excited about it, but maybe you burn out of it just a smidge or yeah. a skosh. That could be the reason. But at the same time, though, I, I felt like I had a hard time, like, competing. And I was yeah. really trying to work my way into this round, and, like, it just, like, wasn't happening fast enough for me. Is what I felt like. You wanted to come out par par and then get get yourself momentum going. Yeah, I mean, I was I had such like again, it was managing the expectations. I did not do that very well because mm. I we were talking it up. Trump National was so difficult because of the a the wind, how narrow it was, and just because of the greens undulations, bunkers were just carpeted all over the place. Yeah, and like just, not just shallow bunkers, like fairway bunkers, and I can't even see over them. You know, just like you have to go play out sideways. It's crazy. It's just, um, yeah, like you said, it's just it's just a different level of course. Yeah. And so coming back out to Miles Square, I'm like, oh, we're going to come out here and dominate because we just played an unbelievably difficult round in tough conditions. Yeah, it's and like going to play basketball in, like, downtown L.A. <laughs> and you're coming back to Orange <laughs> County, California, and you're going to pick up a basketball and play against, you know... <laughs> You're gonna you just, know you're gonna be walking like a god, right? You're just like, wow, I'm in a different level here, mm-hmm. and we just didn't, you know. I played, came out, played okay. I thought I thought your front nine was pretty immaculate. You shot 41 on the front. Yeah, I played pretty you know, good. You know, I played one double, and that was it. And the rest were bogeys and pars. Lots of like a birdies. Didn't nothing dropped. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Putter never worked. Never yeah. worked the whole round. You just, just got to have, that's the one thing, is that you can have, like, a bad round. That's what I started to do. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? It's time to just roll in some birds. Try to get a couple of these puppies. Yeah, get some money. Yeah. And you did. You got, like, two birds, which were great. birds. Uh, I think one-on-one, you, one you popped, so that's good. You probably get some money there. Um, it was a fun round. I really enjoyed um, playing in another, like, little men's club with us, little men's event. We uh, have one more coming up with a scramble here and then we'll qualify for our club championship but it was a good round i mean like the putter was not working for myself at all which i missed like two really easy putts um the goal the greens were punched so there was some inconsistency with the rolling on a lot of these putts as well um so i will chalk it up i will use that as an excuse um 100 on 18 mm-hmm I didn't watch it fully, but I saw in the corner of my eye what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just bullshit. You know, like you're a foot away and you like you don't hit it firm enough. And like this thing literally just takes a 90 degree turn. Yeah, like hit a bump and like knocked it like way off a line. That's my fault. God, I know I need to bang it to the back of the cup. But at the same time, it's like, yo, I'm a f- two feet away. I shouldn't have to put this a foot past. Yeah. 
<laughs> for me to try and make this, but yeah. it is what it is. Those will heal over. It, you know, thank God it wasn't for like a tournament for so, us. You or know, you men's caught, club. you shot eighty six, and yeah. so with the, if the putter was not working, which is usually the strongest part of your game, it has. And how crazy is that? Like golf last year, if you would ask me my strongest part of the game, it was my driving and putting. And now my putting is absolutely gone, and now the strongest part of my game is my. My driving and and, and, I, and mid and low to wedges. Yeah, like I would definitely say your putting isn't gone. It's no. just it's just consistent for where you're at, and you just made a big jump because you were just never making a lot of six footers and eight mm-hmm. footers, and now you're making half of those. Right, and you're never missing within three and a half or four feet, hardly ever. Right. Well, that one summer I was balling out. Now I'm getting over a four footer, and there's some, <laughs> there's some question marks. Like last year, I felt like if I had a four footer, I might as well just throw it between my legs. It was going in. You know what's funny? Um, I don't know why. I just this popped in my head, but you were like, it was a little bit. I you were always asking like professional like golfers, why do they like change like their grips? Why do they change like you know? Why do they changing putter heads all the time? It's like if they don't feel like they're doing well. You're like change. You're going through like a putter grip arm situation where you're like trying to get a different feel for your putting right now. Right. That's like because you feel like you whatever was working isn't working anymore. You lost the touch of it. You lost confidence in it, which is so crazy because which it is was weird, working. Right? It was working before. Like basketball players hardly ever go through full shooting changes. Yeah, like, you just shoot your way out of it. Right. right? Normally, just, like, if you know how to shoot properly, like they're not going to say JJ Redick. To his like shot, be like you gotta change your. You might have to release it quicker because now you're in a new setup. You have to learn how to shoot the ball a certain way because you're coming off of screens. But no one's like, yo, your whole shooting is bad. Like Lonzo Ball had to go through a full shooting remake. Like there's very few people like that. But in putting, like people will go crosshand, long putter, short putters, claw grip, like tabletops, and it's like you got to the tour. With a certain putting style that was proven. Just keep it there. Just keep doing it. Right. <laughs> but they can't because they lose something with it. And it's just like, and their statistics have proved like, yo, your putting has significantly gotten worse. You have to change something. Maybe that's where the statistics pop up and you're like, that's where it starts playing some of that mental confidence game. Right. You're, like, well. you, you're not making it within five footers or whatever. And, and now I get it because I had to change, I had to change the way my, um, the way I like hold my arms because I, the whatever way I was doing it before just seemed like I was having very inconsistent strikes when my putting started to go poorly, like it wasn't feeling more natural. So I needed something a bit more rigid to help me through when my putting isn't too great. And now I have a bit more of a rigid putting. Yeah, stroke. Now you're trying to get more flow back in your goal into right. your putting and, stroke. And now I'm trying to add that flow and that that touch back, but I had to like add this like stone. <laughs> And I'm now trying to chisel this stone away to be something that I want it to look like. But it's yeah. so funny because it worked last year. I, I was, I mean, we were talking about in our men's club event last year, nine to 10 feet away, we were looking to make it. And that was like, that's not the case right now. Yeah, it's it's so strange how you go through those ups and downs. Like I'm 10 feet, I'm like, yeah, hopefully I get it close. Like 10 feet last year, I'm like, I might bang this to the back of the cup yeah. for an eagle. For sure, and there was um, I, I just really remember the uh, the two day tournament, the club championship that we were doing and playing in last year. We were putting the lights out of it when we both won our flights. I don't like if you know we we had yeah we putts really were. from five feet and in. We probably made eighty five percent. 
yeah. of them for the for both rounds. And the other ones were like lip outs. Like, yeah. like oh my god, I can't believe I just missed that. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just kind of crazy how you're kind of going through a little bit of that phase, that little bit of a changeup. But um, yeah, buddy, I thought you played really well this past weekend as far as keeping it in play and managing your game really well. You know, that's just like you're you're you've gotten to that point where everything is really consistent. You kind of know how to get it done, even when it's not perfect. Yeah, I'm at this point where I'm thankful. Like, I think I've done enough research on my game to like kind of know how to shoot golf. Obviously, I'm not perfect, and I can definitely get better. But for like an like a level player of my current caliber, like that's what's gotten me this low. And for me to take this next huge jump to get below double digits has to be a swing change. Yeah. Um, I don't remember where I was at when I started. Back yeah, you, then you got hot. Yeah. I mean, I could still put it together at times. Um, you know, like if if we're really looking back and I, I'm going to pick out my best round where I was really striking it, um, that would be Papago, where I four-putted three times and I four-putted once and shot 79. You were balling. So my tee to green was just insane. Yeah, and that was that's unreal for you. The course is extremely difficult as well. That was one of the best you could play it. I mean, you're kind of going through a swing change right now as Still well. Still a little bit. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I'm not making like as big of like a like a mental focus on that swing change right now. Yeah. Because um, it's not like a major rehaul what I was trying to do like a few years ago. Right. Um, do what? What would you think I was back three years ago? Like handy, <clears throat> handicap wise. Twelve, thirteen. Three, four years ago, back like when we were playing um, like Palm Springs. You think I was? Tw- I'm fine. I'm an eight now. So you really like a sixteen? Probably because that was crazy that was also think. not competitive. We were carding competitive golf either. So oh, yeah, you were probably a sixteen then, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I would always shoot nineties, right? Like always upper eighties, eighty six, eighty eight. Yeah, you got like you got like a eighty six, eighty five one time at Skylinks, and we thought you were a professional golfer, <laughs> which is, I mean, still great round of golf for someone who like didn't at yeah. that point take it too seriously. So I think a swing change for you could, if like you know, it's gonna take maybe a couple of years to fully get your uh, you know your grips on it, but you could drop your. Score. I gotta do it in a year. I think you got you can drop six, seven strokes, dude. From your from your game pretty easily if you have that overhaul you're gonna get more distance and you're gonna get more control and you're gonna add more shots to your games so you're gonna rec- if they're if you are in trouble you're gonna have more recovery shots yeah um uh, let's I shot yeah like you said I shot an eighty what again eighty six eighty six and you shot a eighty three eighty three and you shot a yeah it was rough dude my front was a forty five yeah with, which is with not a, with a birdie Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> not good for you. Forty-five for me. I'm like, okay, that wasn't great for me, but that's still, yeah, forty-five. my wheelhouse. Forty-five is is really really difficult to to stomach. And you got yourself a little glizzy. Yeah, a little glizzy, a little bit of a refresher. I don't know. I think I just like hit a little bit of a mental reset. You know, you came out and you pushed one way left off the tee. Then oh, you God. you slapped it down the left side of the yeah. fairway. 
you put it on the green, you two putt for par, and you were out of there, and you were all in rollings from there on in. Sure was. Yeah, you I ended up shooting a 38 on the back, which was, which is, which was great. Which with, is great. With another bird, too. Yep. Yeah, I just dropped in like a 35-footer. Easy. <laughs> it was sick. Um, it was fun to watch you kind of click back into like, oh, I'm going to play some golf now and see you make that mental switch and end up beating me. Um, where I had the other switch, where I like almost... I don't know, because I've scored card watched a couple times when I put something together. So I told myself I wasn't going to do that this time and took my foot completely off the gas. I said, I'm mm. just going to keep playing my game, I think, and didn't like keep trying to like play consistently paced, talked out golf. I was like, I'm feeling it. Let me just run with it. Yeah, dude, there was a couple of shots, and I even called you out on it a couple of times. Like, dude, you hit that. So like fast. 15 seconds faster than you should have. You like yeah. literally grabbed a club, stood over it, swung. It was kind of like a tr- like a almost like a Trent moment in a way where like yeah. you have to, we're a Frankie moment. If we're watching like if you guys are watching the foreplay videos, the breaking Frankie and the breaking uh, Trent's mm-hmm. on foreplay, it's good stuff. But that's where we're referencing. It kind of felt like it was a like Trent moment or like a yeah Frankie moment where you just didn't really have a clear thought out plan. Of what I was going to do. I saw a number I liked. I just stood up there and I slapped something awful mm-hmm. up there. And it just wasn't ever going to get that done. Um, so that's just another another lesson learned. Um, I'm very excited to get back out there. We're probably not going to be able to play it until January, April, May, June. I think our next tournament is. That is a June, and that's our two-man scramble, baby. Yeah, that'll be that's going to be really exciting. We're going to have also, drinks flowing for that. Also, we don't have a tournament next month because it's senior tournament yeah i'm gonna have to email them about that because that's crazy to me if you want me to pay full price and you're taking a full month of golf away from me and i still have to pay for everybody else's the same price it's a little whack it's a little crazy like i get we're like probably some of the youngest dudes out there but like at least let like us play for a discounted rate with you guys or let like every young kid do you know, baby championship. I don't know what you guys want to call it. Yeah, you, um, can, you can do. Um, yeah, you, just, you could do the senior appreciation one day, and then just host a regular individual tournament. Or just do it at the day. same time and just separate them out. Yeah, like and just do like young versus old and see who ends up coming to the better score or something. And you could do your senior championship. It feels weird, you know. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. There goes a full month of whatever we were gonna do. Um, but that's no big deal. Um, something I really want to jump on quickly here um, is some playoff basketball um, right now with the Lakers beating the Grizzlies on the first game. And John Morant, I don't know what's up with his hand. He might be out the rest of the series, possibly. Yeah, it looked like he was having a wrist issue with his right, with his right wrist. Which yeah, is a he landed on it weird after getting, um, you know, Taking a ch- not taking a charge, he ran to somebody. AD took a charge, and um, they look great, man. I mean, Austin Reeves might be that guy. I don't know. It, Dude it, is cold with it right now. And when you have like Lonnie Walker, that's not even touching the floor, and like Delo's coming off the bench, it's like we we got a squad on our hands. Right. I think Delo coming off the bench, he's just struggling with like injuries or something. So maybe they're resting him. Because I do think Schroeder's playing really, really, really good basketball right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Schroeder wasn't in the fourth quarter. It was D-Lo. Um, Austin Reeves basically just said, AD, I know you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, but hold <laughs> this. 
LeBron, you might be the best basketball player of all time. Hey, hold this and just watch me cook I'm the gonna, whole fourth I'm gonna quarter. I'm going to lock up this game for us. I mean, he made like a three around the back pass to Rui who hit it. He did like um, a cross the defensive player of the year to the floor, hits a left-hand layup there for a goal 10, puts him off his back, another layup. He's one of those point guards that has complete control of the game. When the ball is in his hands, not, no other defenders can really deter him for and what he's, he's doing. And he's the perfect screen and roll guy for AD and LeBron. He can hit the three. He can dribble it. And he has a high enough basketball IQ to pass it to where it needs to go at the right time. He, he's and also he, super crafty for his mid-range game, too. Yeah, he has a good floater. He also can stop and run into you and always gets an always gets a shot for an and one. He always keeps defenders on his back when he's dribbling, which is just like a, a, a sheer talent. It was just really fun to watch the Lakers beat the Grizzlies because, one, I don't like the Grizzlies at all, and, two, just to see them play well and prove some people wrong. LeBron does not look great, though. He looks like he had some, I mean, he still put up 20-something points. Um, but the ball control from him was just not great. Yeah, and a couple of turnovers that were really shocking. So I think that was a big, big win for the Lakers um, going late into that game. Um, especially huge, away huge game. The boys. Yeah, away, away game is what I wanted to say. Big win. Ha- you have to get one in order to win the series. So just getting that monkey off the back first game, you know, and like kind of just proving to themselves, I think that could actually go a long way. You know, it's a huge boost for Reeves and uh, Rui to really go out there and like really put right. their stamp on a game. We got Rui for um, Kendrick Nutt and a bag of potato chips. Just like what? <laughs> what is yeah? Steal? I don't know. I mean, Rob Polinka pulled something out of his hat. I was calling for that man's job. Um, he's keeping it right now. I we definitely need you know more pieces next year to really build something special. Um, but we really got a team on our hands, and I think people are underestimating the Lakers right now. I really, really do. There's not a team right now as deep on the bench as us, and we are all somewhat healthy. What's going on with Tristan Thompson? Yeah, so Did, the Lakers signed him, right? Was it just like for a short contract, like a like a month long contract or something like that? He'll be with us through the whole playoffs. Is he just working out right now? Um, I think know? so. Mo Bamba, who's our backup center, because we lost um, Thomas Bryant this year to the Nuggets, mm-hmm. and because he wanted more minutes, so he went to the Nuggets to go sit behind Jokic the whole game, which makes like, a ton I, of makes sense. No idea why he would. You know, I think, the Lakers, got, I think he just got traded there. Which is great because I love that for the Lakers. They're like, cool, you want to play more? Here are the Nuggets. <laughs> um, and play 12 you, minutes behind J- Joker. Yeah, go have fun with that where AD actually need, genuinely needed the breaks and the runs. If we had Thomas Bryant, we might win the championship this year. He was rock solid. Um, balled out for us. We need Tristan Thompson. But Mo so Bamba was hurt. And Mo Bamba is an okay backup. Yeah, and he hasn't played sense. very much. You know, and I think okay. Tristan Thompson was brought in because, one, he used to play with LeBron. He's a championship winner. He knows LeBron's system. And I think he's coming in to bring in a bit more professionalism to like maybe some of the younger guys. And also maybe if Mo Bamba has to go into the game, 
it's another level of coaching from a center who maybe can uh, help him out a bit more. That's a good point. Um, like, hey, you can't guard this guy this way. You have to guard him this way. It's a little bit more maturity. He can maybe watch over some of these guys. And also, if you need him to come in to like lock a defender up, he can still play some D. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't seen him play in forever. Um, but I think it was an O. I mean, it's just a free bench spot, so might as well take a shot. They play again this Wednesday, game two. I'm going to say Lakers sweep. You're going to say Lakers sweep? Especially if John Morant's hands out. Okay, yeah. If John Morant is out, then yeah, I'm gonna, I can, I can definitely uh, piggyback off you there and just say it's going to be a sweep. Um, even with John Morant, I don't think they win again. Steve, if Stephen Adams is on the court, now we have issues because now Stephen Adams can lock up eighty, and, or Jared Jackson, or always, Jared Jackson can always, lock up. He's somebody. always in foul trouble too. Yeah. So like, then you have Stephen Adams coming in. It's not really a break. No, like you could figure out how they can flip it up. Like both of them are strong, both of them good offensively, both great, amazing defensively. So your four and your five, you might as well just count them out for the game. And our biggest assets, AD. So you take him out of the game for us. Like we got LeBron, and now we have a bigger bench. But Stephen Adams brings an extra little factor to that team. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, looking forward to Wednesday and, and checking out that game. It's going to be a good one. Watch so. the RGC as well this weekend. Big shouts to Matt Fitzpatrick with his classic nine iron for the dub on the third hole playoff. Yeah, you know what my favorite part was um, is when uh, Amanda Renner asked him how that nine iron felt. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's just another nine iron. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I've done that multiple times. When she, you know, won a U.S. Open with it. Essentially, you know, I put the I put this thing out here, and it just works. Um, great tournament to watch. What a cool course. Um, some great stories that are coming out of it. I didn't know Fitzpatrick used to vacation there as a kid. Yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, I thought also, that was really really cool. He was like going there. From England yeah. with his family to go and watch that tournament on vacation. I was like, that's so cool. So cool. That's such a cool story. Also, there's nothing that makes my wife fall asleep faster than golf on the TV. <laughs> I had basketball on. The Laker game ended. I flipped it to the last like, five or six holes of the RGC, and she was asleep within two minutes. <laughs> it was just fine. You know, I'm watching golf and vibing. But um, buddy, go ahead and break down um, how we did in the RGC this week and moving on to the Zurich Classic. Yeah, dude. Well, you put together a pretty good, um, a pretty good roster here for the last picks, um, but there was one little hiccup. We you you picked Ryan Fox, and he had to unfortunately withdraw, I believe, like in the middle of the first round or something like that, with like a back or wrist injury or something. So yeah, what we ended up doing is dropping. Um, Obviously, Tommy dropped Ryan Fox, and then I got to drop a player of my choice, so the guy who finished in last. So um, I believe the numbers were like I got 30 or sorry, 46 or something like that overall, mm-hmm. and you got 36. Um, yeah. And now you're slotted in like four slots right behind me. So I'm 35, you're 39th overall. Coming come in hot with a two back to back dubs. I picked up, um, you know, so that means I got first pick for Zurich. Yeah, you did. And if anyone hasn't known the Zurich, it's a two man event. It's a switch between alternate shot and best ball. And it's not a super popular tournament, but there are some players here. So the first team picks are going to be, like, you know, huge for people. And I, my, with my first pick, I went with Homa Morikawa. Um, I think those guys are due for one. Um, you know, I think that would be a fun duo just to see them just with wedges and slapping around and giving each other reads on putts. 
think it's really going to help them both out a bit more. So I'm going to go with those two guys. Then uh, following up with my mid-tier pick, I went with someone who just won a tournament. I'm riding strictly off of his play alone, which is the Fitzpatrick brothers. Um, he's playing with his brother. I don't know his brother's name. Which, by the way, it's so cool how they're both going to be playing in this tournament together. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun tournament to watch. Again, it's like these tournaments that golf don't... Um, they don't publicize it. Right, like, oh, two-man event coming up. They're playing with their friends and their family. It's a good, like, you know, nothing, like, about that matters, and no one ever talks about it. But it is what it is. And then I went with um, Higgins, and I can't even read my own writing from here. One second. <laughs> uh, went with Harry Higgs. Smotherland? Smotherland? Yeah, Smotherland. Smotherland. He's going to smother that golf ball, Smotherland. I don't know who Smotherland and Harry, is. And Harry Higgs. And Harry Higgs. There we go. Um... My two boys there, they're, they're going to bring me home a quick, easy dub. Uh, I, you know, don't feel great about my last pick. And I think there's not much there. The field was a little dry. So I'm point. hoping my first two come through solid. What, what are your three here, buddy? Yeah, so I started off again. Like, it, it was the top, top group here. And uh, just visually, it just looks like it's going to be, a, could be a lock for the tournament. Um, I believe they're the defending champions. And that's Cantley and Shoffley. So two guys Big that just pick. can really just hit the ball well, tee to green, and can roll it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they just win constantly on the PGA Tour. Um, then I went with, um, you know, a group that has a lot of uh, experience on their team. And um, I'm assuming they're buddies. That's probably why they're playing with each other. But that's Brandon Todd and uh, Pat Kazire. Um, oh, yeah. Just picking strictly on names alone, I know Brendan Todd actually kind of like refound his swing a couple years ago because he was basically going to be off the PGA Tour, kind of like rebuilt himself. Um, still hits it like uh, two sixty off, off the tee, so he just he kind of just babies it on down there for a tour pro like me. <laughs> you got to, hey buddy, you got tour level distance. Ooh, you know, you that's call, what I'm talking you about, can baby. Call yourself that. Um, and then rounding it out here, um, I thought this was interesting, and I s- just saw the last names. Um, but again, a guy you haven't seen in a long time, but former number one player in the world, Luke Donald, Ooh. paired up with um, a very formidable player that uh, f- of Francesco Molinari. But it's his brother, Eduardo Molinari, that I picked. So it's uh, yeah, that's my little pairing there f- to round up the roster. Um, Feel really good about the one slot, and then anything can happen with the two and three picks. Who knows? But um, I think really what we wanted to do is it's just it's a fun tournament. Um, so why different? Not? Watch it. Yeah, you know we like we only tune in for like the Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup, but like there's the Zurich that's also really fun to watch, and it's just a fun. It's a good preview to see what the Presidents Cup and the Ryder Cup could be. With the top golfers in the world. It's a good little... T- it's, yeah, it's a fun tune-up, and it's a fun way to watch totally. golf. So totally. something a little different. All right, bud. Well, we're going to go everyone's favorite part of the podcast here, the one that creates the most buzz. We're going three worst. And you know what? There's some parts of this weekend that drive me crazy in a golf round, and I thought, what a great time to bring up the three worst things about golf round. This could be anywhere from losing a golf club on the previous hole and having to go back to the pro shop starter sucking. Anywhere in between on a golf round that could happen. Where the They're three out of worst hot dogs. Things. Well, I mean, you name right. it. You can anything about a golf course. The three worst things. And uh, I think you left last week, so I'm going to take this week, buddy. 
Um, and I just kind of gave away my honorable mention because I just thought I wanted to throw that out there. But when you leave a club, a head cover, whatever, on the previous hole, and you have to drive back or your playing partner did it and they have to drive back, there's nothing worse than you having to, like, admit that or waiting for that person to figure out the mistake they made. And, really? and then there's the stress of, is it there? <laughs> you know, now we're playing behind. You know, where, like, are they even going to find it? How, you know, what's and going you, you on? You just hope that it's actually there. the last hole, not three right. holes ago. Right. And then you don't know. Then that's, like, your mental shock is you feel bad for your partner. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, like, it's just a bad, bad setup. Then coming into my number three spot here, we got um, awful food and drinks at a um, golf course. Wow. That's a little <coughs> early. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think uh, that that was even going to make it on there. Yeah, I think if you have, like, a really shitty bar and kitchen, like, and, you know, I'm having a mid-afternoon round, like, you don't have a good hot dog. And like that's kind of a letdown. You can't make like a Coke. Like you don't have any good Coke or like sodas or, or like a Gatorade. Like, like like I got like Glacier Freeze is all I got for you. You're like okay, cool, but like <laughs> I want whatever. You know you don't got candy bars. You don't have like you just don't have anything. I got cookies and I got like you know Mountain Dew. And you're like thanks. I, I'm good. I'll just <laughs> die. Um, but mainly like, the cocktails suck. They like pour them soft. They're not strong. Yeah. You know, that's that's where I'm at with uh, that. You know, I, I feel you. I think a lot of these are we're going to be in agreement of. Yeah. Um, when you are trying to lay up a golf shot and you take the smart, calculated approach and you flub a layup, like you take a good shot. You don't take the aggressive one that probably puts you in trouble. You decide to play smart and you flub a layup shot. There is not a worse feeling like, besides my number one spot in golf. Like, that is so blood-boiling. You might, in, I might as well just gone for it. Because yeah. what's the, like, in lesson in life, you might as well just shoot because, like, you don't know what's going to happen. But in golf, you can't play it that way sometimes. And you right. have to lay it up. And then if you don't lay it up well, like. You feel like a jackass. Right. Another metaphor for life. hanging out. Like you're just like, wow, that was awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm Now I'm nowhere. And I'm one shot back. <laughs> um, and then my number one most hated thing, which happened a lot to me, especially on hole 17 and 18, are missing gimmies. Like, I'm talking two footers, three footers. Not where your friends say, hey, you're good, but, like, you're playing in a tournament event and it, like, lips out like a two-footer. You're like, that's a stroke. Can't, can't not talk about that. You yeah. have to do this, like, awkward Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Awkward joke. Like, uh, uh, that was great. Oh, no, I guess we're on to the next one. Not again. <laughs> oh, and you have to do this, like, lie to yourself. Um, I just find it embarrassing and not embarrassing, but I just find it, like, annoying. Like, I'm like, wow, I can't just put a two-footer in. That's my round of the day. But anyways, that's my no, three words. That's, that's a great number one. That's and my surprisingly, three words. I don't have a lot. I don't have any of yours really. That's great. I think that's why this wow. works great for us because I don't know if we have anything similar when it comes to three no. top three <laughs> no, words. We don't. We're on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. But right. I think a lot of these you're gonna you're gonna actually um It's gonna be hard for you to fuck this one up. <laughs> it's gonna be hard I, for I, you. I might find a way though. No, you, you might. Mean. You might be like, you know what? I hate I hate when the sun's shining and <laughs> 
Honorable mention, cold golf. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it for you. No, my honorable mention, I'm going to, um, I, I did have this in the back pocket here, but it's 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 screwing up the layup shot. And that happened to me this weekend. And it was a 280-yard, like 70-yard par four. Mm-hmm. And it kind of had just like water on the left. Mm-hmm. And I pulled out five iron mm-hmm. to hit it in the middle of the fairway. And I yeeted that thing out of bounds <laughs> I and i was that. so heated and yeah all all three of you guys turned to me like you should have hit driver I'm like yeah you think yeah I, you don't think i just had that same thought i'm yeah. ripping myself a new one i just suck and i can't put a five iron anywhere on in play out there yeah i get that that's rough not even fatting it it's more about just it it's gone yeah like that's, you can't the infuri- like, that's the infuriating part for like me. you can't even play golf anymore yeah, so that's that's my honorable mention, and um, this is this is a three that I think maybe it, it gets. I need to be better at this, mm-hmm. and I'm making it a little bit of a call out because this bothers me far too much for things that like I normally don't bother me too much. Uh-huh. But it's it's the like menace of a marshal that will not yeah that really leave gets you, you alone. Dude. It that fucks me up. It boils your blood, dude. I can like. I could do just about anything on a golf course. Hit two golf balls in the water, mm-hmm. and I'm fine. I'm like, right. oh, I just hit two shitty shots. But if the marshal says a goddamn word to me when we're waiting on tee boxes, I am letting this man, I'm not actually, like, letting him have it. But, like, in my head, I am cursing this man. I am hoping that his cart dies and his walkie-talkie yeah. is dead, and he's got to push this bitch he's, back to He's the stuck in the Arizona desert. And he's yeah, I, I hope the worst for this guy. <laughs> Maybe that rant will like cool me off a little bit, but damn, that yeah. really grinds my gears. Yeah, we had a we had a marshal on us uh, in Arizona that would not leave us alone. Twice came up to us and we're like, dude, no one behind us is waiting, and like we're waiting on we just waited on this par three for somebody else. Like I get, maybe we're playing a little slow, but like not by that much. Yeah, it's just because the pace thing on the cart is to saying that we're seven minutes slow. We got hot. Does it mean? That we're actually seven minutes behind, we might be waiting for the other people that are also seven minutes behind. Every right. pace of play is just off. Plus, it's a whole ten. If it's whole ten, we just got a hot dog at the turn. We'll play a little quicker for a, a, our next four shots, and we'll be right, right back up on the next and we, hole. And then he left us alone. We all went par, 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 par on that par three. We started rolling through it at that point. Maybe he just sparked a little bit of extra like juice in me, but damn, that yeah. really that really gets under me. Really grinds your gears. Because right. what are you doing out there, Marshall? <laughs> what are you doing? What besides, are you doing? Besides you, boiling your blood. I, I get it. Maybe you don't like you gotta make sure like people aren't crashing the golf carts. Okay, but like if people are still just minding their own business and they're playing golf and they're actually like decent players just like you know, say what's up, crack a joke, and let's move on. Don't say anything about our pace of play, or don't give us any shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I get you. It's just the entitlement for me. I think is what they see. They have Marshall and or like ambassador on their cart, and it really just yeah. I gets to I just them. don't know how you tell somebody kindly, hey, you're playing too slow because nobody likes it. It kind of fucks everybody's roundup. Be like, hey boys, you know, you, you just like going off of what I gotta tell you. Gotta pick it up. You know, leave it at that. That's good. Right. Like, you guys are doing fine. If you are in the right Mm -hmm. to say that, I don't have a problem with you. Right. It's where the marshals are coming out of their way to make it feel like they're 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 the like the ownership of this course. And they're like God's gift to hole number 14. Right. And like the pace of play needs to be great. 
I got gotcha. you. On the home stretch. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Enough about the Marshall. Damn, he's living in my rent. Yeah, he's, he's living rent in free, dude. <laughs> dude. Next time living. I need you to start fucking up in the hall, I'm gonna call the marshal over. Le- and be like, living in there, dude. Hey, get on us about playing. Andrew's playing too slow. <laughs> um, it really, really gets me. So that's my three. Um, and this is my two. I think this is something that well, one I've done semi recently, but have done a couple times in the past, and I've even I've even seen the pros do it. Um, on TV, which is, I'm sure, one of the most disgraceful and like humiliating things, like tail between the legs situation, and that for me is putting off the green. Really? Yeah, putting off the green, and there's like a false front. Oh, and like you have to like you you hit it on the green, and you have a putter, mm-hmm. only a putter in your hand, right? And you got to walk back to the cart to go get a wedge. Mm. That is devastating. I had to do that before. Like you put it. Off the green when you're on the green. Yeah. Right. And Putting then, it off now, the green. Now the putter doesn't even work. You have to go get the wedge. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's tough. I dude. think you're talking about like putting it from the fairway to mm, the green. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You're saying you're already on the green. Yeah. You, you put a shot on. There's a downhiller. You blast it past the downhiller and it just keeps rolling. And it just, and, and it's then gone. the TV just zooms in on your ball, just like skipping. <laughs> exactly. And rolling down the hill. Yeah, I got you. That's exactly. awful. That's an awful feeling. That's I, my, that's in my two. And right. I've done that before. And I went up and down, thank goodness, because I would have probably snapped my putter over across <laughs> yeah. my, over across my <laughs> I knee. I guess I go grab my wedge now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, apparently that's useless. Right. I could just putt with my fucking hybrid or something. Right. There's no point in me coming up here. God. So that's in my two slot. And then a one slot for me. And uh, this story has not been told in the pod. So this is why um, this is in my top slot here. And I think I, you know where I'm going with this. I but don't. this is... Oh, you don't. This mm. is this was the most humiliated I've ever felt on the golf course. You pooped your pants on the golf course. Well, I've done that before, but that's not the number one <laughs> slot. <laughs> that's just bad luck, okay? Right. That's just that's just God's will. <laughs> um, and this happened to me, and I think it was under the circumstances, and I'm sure it's happened to some people, but not all. Because if you're playing in tournaments and this happens to you, oh, I know what you're talking about. You're probably at a de- like a decent level of play where this doesn't happen to you. Mm-hmm. But let me. I'll just jump to the point and then I'll just I'll say the story afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's a swing and a miss. Oh, <laughs> and if you swing and miss, that counts as a stroke, and you have to count that right in a tournament. If you put the ball, the club face behind the ball, you take your stance. And you do a couple of waggles, and it's very clear you're not doing a practice swing. And you whiff it, stroke. Yeah. And it happened to you, buddy. Yeah, it's just like, it, I would say it's worse than missing like a like a one-foot putt, like a lip out or something like that. For yeah. me, for I me it is. That. Like, that happened to me, and I've, I've missed plenty of gimmies, and it's like, okay, like, that was just a weird one-off. Right. Like, it's okay, I can just, like, knock in this next, like, one-footer. No big deal. That was, like, you know, I just, it was more of, like, a mental lapse. Totally. That's what it is. I went up on the second tee box at Miles Square Tournament, and I driver in hand, mm-hmm. and I literally swung and missed, and the thoughts... People say people say the worst shot in golf is after a shank. Boy, let me tell you, if you swing and miss with a driver, it's the, the that, thoughts you go through. Your that head. is by far the worst feeling. Yeah, because I played well after that, didn't you? I played well after. Yeah, 
chalked mentally for like two holes. <laughs> yeah, I don't play. I mean, just ruined. Yeah, you hammered ruined. the drive afterwards, though. Yeah, I, I did. But the fact of the matter is, I you got a fucking one. 460 cc driver down there. Right. Which is like the, the s- which is like <laughs> the size of like a small boulder down there, <laughs> right? And like I can't hit any. I couldn't even hit the crown. <laughs> like yeah. the air didn't even knock it off the tee. <laughs> and you looked at me. And you're like I just missed completely. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, that did happen. And we're just gonna have to move past it as a group, as a family. We're gonna have a regroup, and we're gonna move past I it. I didn't know if I missed it. Like the club tore like close to me, so I didn't even like you know I wasn't f- reaching far enough to the ball, mm-hmm. or I didn't know if I went over it. Yeah, I think you went over it. The, just in my head, I just right. I didn't know. I'm like, oh my right. god, that was I felt like a decent swing. Like I felt like I should have made somewhat of a contact <laughs> of this ball, dude. Yeah. Not even like a portion of the like it didn't even dribble. It was. On the tee. <laughs> yeah, it didn't move. <laughs> it's on the tee, dude. Yeah. Swing and miss. By far and away, the most embarrassed I've felt and the most humiliating situation the on the golf course. Worst thing on our golf course. Yeah, I think so. Awesome, buddy. That's a great top three. I think we both had some awesome ones. A little fun anecdotes and stories there from us. Um, what an amazing podcast. Very golf heavy, but that's per usual for us in the Cabbage yeah. Boys. <laughs> um, you know... We got a wedding coming up, so there'll be some fun little stories and podcasts coming out soon about that. Um, just another classic, good old-fashioned week for you. Uh, lots of sports. You got anything for the people here, buddy? I do, actually. I'm glad you turned it on over to me, because I want to give a little shout-out to the boys wearing black and yellow. Um, I'm talking about my guys over in the LB. Ooh. The LBC over there, men's volley. Um Took it to UCI this past uh, this past week a few days ago. Pulled a reverse sweep Ooh. for a share of the Big West title for the regular season. So shout out LB squad. Very cool. Um, yeah. I mean, always fun that those boys are still playing some great volley even after the goats have left you included in that conversation. Um, yeah, well, I was playing, you know, background music, but you know, there's always there's you know you gotta you gotta have the secondary singers in there. Gotta you have know? the cowbells. You have to. There you um, That's great. Love that. John <laughs> John and Madison and um, Jake will be, you know, in the description of the other socials. Please, you know, follow them. And majority of that, follow us, like our podcast, like our videos, follow us everywhere. We're on every major social platform. We're here for a while. We're never going anywhere. And you know who we are. This is Nick Cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.